0: carpenss out of you.
1: Um this week we have a dear dear friend of mine. I, let's get right to it. There's no reason for me to waste my time just talking to you, right? Or
2: nor my time. Nor <laughs> our guests' time.
1: <laughs> um, this is a wonderful human being that I met working on the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. He joined us for the final season and made such a crazy, huge impact on not only the show, but me personally. I fell in love with him, and we clicked so hard. We we became friends for life. He starred in the movie Love, Simon. He has a new podcast. By the way, he was like the scene stealer in Love, Simon. He has a new podcast called Soul Bomb, which is the best name for a podcast ever. I mean, it's so... genius. Please welcome Clark Moore.
0: Hello. Thanks, Esther. Hi, Caroline. Hey, Glomies. Nice to
2: meet you. Ah! That's a big, that was a big shout out for the Glomies.
0: Well, you know, I heard Shay Mitchell do it, so I had to come in hot.
2: (laughs) Oh, okay. When Shay Mitchell does it, then people take us seriously. I see how it is. Oh,
0: yeah. She's a trendsetter.
2: Big time, baby. Clark, it's so nice to meet you. And you. I, you, can I say, I don't want to come in too hot here. Come on. But you, your skin, like I was stalking you hardcore on the gram <laughs> and I'm seeing it right now on my Zoom, you have the most beautiful, smooth, flawless. Dare I say poreless Ooh, skin?
0: Not in area pore. I dare you I to find one. one. I don't <laughs> see
2: one. I don't see one. Clark, what the hell? Drop the routine.
0: Let me tell you, there are a lot of secrets going on. First of all, with Zoom, do not be afraid. You're sitting in your living room. You have no pants on. Do not be afraid to put a full face of makeup on, okay? Like, this is all we have. The camera is all we have. Why not cover up everything that you're, you know, all that dairy that I'm eating, all of the comfort food that I'm eating. Why not slap a good solid three inches of foundation on? And if you could see the lights pointed in my direction. I mean, I'm basically in a studio right now sitting in my kitchen. Okay.
2: Oh, my God. And that
0: is called self-care, ladies. Good lighting is the best self-care. Wait a
1: second. Do you see why I met him after two seconds and was like (laughs) clinging on him for dear life?
2: Uh, (laughs) Clark's like a lifeboat. It's like the Titanic.
0: I'll keep us afloat, honey.
2: (laughs) So, okay. So you're telling me if I turned your little laptop camera around, I would see like a Mariah Carey, Good Morning America
0: type setup.
2: Oh, gosh. We've
0: got a lamp over here.
2: Mm-hmm. okay which that's is great. like
0: a yellow light to give me some warmth
2: oh okay Whoa.
0: and then we've got a white light <laughs> over here yes literally studio quality
1: that is no that is I, that's, that's like, what that, that's what Whitney Cummings has in her podcast studio and it, everyone yep. looks so good on that show because of it it's amazing
0: I've got soft and I've got warm and that's uh. the mix
2: Fucking believable. That's like the kind of light they have on a high school football field. Oh, yeah. Like a night game.
0: Industrial strength. Yes. That's what we need.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The wattage coming off that right now. Yes,
0: full watt.
2: Thomas Edison, like, thank God for him. I
0: know. She's shaking.
2: (laughs) She did that. She (laughs) died for it. And we love her for it.
0: God bless. Wow.
2: But this isn't just lighting. Like, I'm serious. Someone, you can slap on a bunch of makeup, but, like, if someone's skin is compromised, yes. let's say underneath, like, that shows. But, again, I'm not...
0: There's only so I'm, much you can do, you're right. But I'm going to shout out something that I know Esther loves, and it's right here, just out of frame. <laughs> it's water, elixir of life. Ladies. Okay? I mean, it's a combination of all the things we have to hydrate. We are, what, 75% water? Is that did I just make that up? <laughs> Is that true? Who
2: cares? Somebody fact-check care. for that. Do for we me. look like scientists? <laughs> <laughs> this podcast's not about facts. <laughs> so you
0: just got to drink the water, you know, that's a big part of it. And um I think, you know, I do a lot of I I when I was younger, I fell prey to all of the traps, you know, like all the brands. I'm not going to shout anyone out. I'm not going to say anyone's good or bad, but I saw the TV you know, commercials of all the hot people. And I was like, you know what I need? Clean and clear. I need that morning burst. You remember there were all these things that were like, this will fix your problem. Mm-hmm. And i yeah. they just weren't, none of them were right for me. And they actually ended up making my acne when I was younger, like in high school, so much worse. And mm-hmm. so now, I mean... Truly like soap and water. I mean, I'll do a mask every now and then or I'll do like something to have to add extra hydration. If we're in production and I'm extra dry or if I have a lot of makeup on my skin day to day to day, then I'll do, you know, like deep pore cleansing. But for the most part, I'm just like rinsing my face with warm water in the shower and then splashing some cold water to shut those pores. Yes. And then... That's it. That's my, you know, I, I have the exfoliation from shaving and that sort of like helps with quite a bit of like the bottom half of my face. That's my nat- natural exfoliant. And then beyond that, you know, I, I try not to rock the boat. You know, I try not to do too many of the crazy cleansers and creams and just a good water and a nice moisturizer. With SPF. Oh, that's the secret, especially in California with SPF. You got to protect the skin. I love it.
1: I love this information. You're welcome. <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> Wait, say that again.
1: No, you just cut for a second. I think you said Zoom makeup routine.
0: Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's just a little bit of, a little bit of a little. <laughs> I, like, literally know nothing about makeup, which is so funny because Esther has been pulling out, like, full-out looks on Instagram <clears throat> lately. Like, giving <gasps> us contour, giving us lip, giving us eye. I mean, if you could have seen her in the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend reunion, the full face that she gave <gasps> us. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> So I'm oh like, I know God. nothing about, I couldn't even begin to tell you the, the tips or the tricks with the makeup itself. I just like smear it on a little bit of a cheek stain for, you know, color.
1: But you do wear makeup and I am very curious about this because we don't get a lot of makeup routines from men. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm just, I want to know, like, what are you doing? What do you do?
0: Okay, so I'll walk you through it. I will say, I basically only wear it if... I mean, this is why it's like the Zoom trick. I basically only wear it if I'm going on camera. That's always been my rule. The problem now is that our entire social existence is on camera, you know? Yeah. And so it's sort of like, okay, well, how does that that rule translate? Basically, I've been doing... I'll do a tiny... I mean, I don't even know if it can be called a highlight, but... I'll do a tiny little, like, lighter foundation under the eye just to give a little, you know, if there's any dark circle or anything there to hide that. And then I have this, which I think is, I think that's like a L'Oreal true match, maybe.
1: Now, are you saying under the eye like this or under the eye like cheekbone?
0: It's, yeah, so it's kind of a mix of the two. So, like, fully under, just above cheekbone. Directly under the eye, kind of like a half moon down to your cheekbone.
1: So that's what, to me, that looks almost just like you're doing a little extra room, but where you'd put your under eye concealer, basically.
0: Yes, sure. And there's like a, (laughs) it's a lighter color. So the idea being that like when I put the foundation on on top of it, it sort of like pops a little bit, you know, which I think, I think, I mean, Watch everyone's like, this is totally wrong, 100% wrong. But I sort of feel like it balances out any dark circle or any kind of like groove, you know, you might have in there from like sleep, lack of sleep or stress or any of that kind of stuff.
1: Oh my God, 100%. You're, You're absolutely accurate. I mean, that's like the whole Tarte Shape Tape concealer is this like super strong reflect the light under the eye. Yes. I mean that's definitely a thing That's smart.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Light colors push forward what we want to push out and darker, Mm -hmm. like a contour recedes you, sucks you in. Pulls it in.
0: Yeah. Okay, good. So then, then I just put this Lancome foundation. I'm pointing to my hand because I always use my hand as my palette. Mm -hmm. I just do a little Lancome foundation. It's a liquid foundation with SPF and it, sort of like evens everything out gives you a smooth all the way around and then I do the milk cheek stain mmm and I'll do that just on the apples. Mm-hmm. I'm actually quite generous with it. I'll do it on the apples and all the way up here because you know, youth. And I feel like young people are always <laughs> like, you know, windswept. Mm. They're always like, I just ran here. Oh, I just I know. Like, skateboarded here. I'm so young and like, <laughs> you know, Ooh, flushed. My blood is flowing. I'm flushed. I'm young and I'm flushed. Yeah. So Ugh. I do that. And what put, kind of
1: shade is, is that uh, blush? Is it like a reddish? Like what shade are we talking?
0: Yes. It's like a, I want to say like a, a, somewhere in the red, pink, orange family.
2: Okay. Cool. That's all not I Not too
0: pink, not too red. Somewhere sort of in the middle.
2: And is it the Sephora birthday gift milk blush from
0: this year? It's, I guess so. It's the one that comes we, in the small little thing. I,
1: I'm having done? a ment- I'm having a breakdown. You I didn't, didn't get, get my, my birthday Sephora gift. gift. This, How do yeah. you get it in, a, in a, the pandemic?
0: You better start sending some emails. Like oh, I just realized I didn't get one either.
1: Oh, Caroline! <laughs> oh,
2: oh, 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 you've been holding out on us like this. Look, you who's know on we're top. the same birthday month. Look who's on top now. Look at that. Wow. This year was kind of whack, though. What was it? You could decide either between a milk set of like three little mini milk products. Okay. Including a tiny blush. And then I want to say the other one was like boom boom cream. Like a bunch of... Booms. <gasps> Do you know what Is I'm it doing?
0: boom boom or what's a boom bum? boom cream? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wouldn't <What> you? <a laughs> ju- looks like you guys will never find out. <laughs> it's-
0: you know what's funny about that too is that when... When my dog, Beckett, goes to the bathroom, we call it pee-pee and boom-boom. So I'm like, what's the boom-boom?
2: <laughs> You're like, how did they get in? The call is coming from inside the house. Truly. Wow. Okay. It's that, but in all seriousness, it's that extremely fragranced Brazilian, like, cellulite cream or something. Oh,
0: okay.
2: <laughs> very sex. It's very sexual marketing. Or, do- or dog poop. <laughs> Right. (laughs) It's one of the two. So sexual. Wow. Okay. You guys, you guys need to figure out this birthday gift situation. Yeah, because I paid
0: full price for my cheek stain. That's your first mistake. Seriously. I had no idea.
1: (laughs) Oh. No, milk makeup is like not generous with their PR. Let's just say there's a lot of unanswered DMs in their inbox from me <laughs> that are just getting unsent and resent. Hey, just want to make sure your guys'
2: Instagram is still working. Um, I just want to make sure everything's good. Like, are you guys okay? I just like haven't heard from you in a while. Like, This isn't even should about I the product out? anymore. Should, should I reach out? to Instagram is a directly? pro tip,
0: though. Unsend. That is, that is like, woo, baller move. <laughs>
2: What about unsend some
0: DMs, let me tell you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm I just have the power of admitting that right now. I'm I'm impressed. What do we
0: have if we don't have honesty?
2: Thank you. Yeah, it's it's tough. The other I also want to give a quick shout out to the mark unread
0: tool. Ooh. Mm. I wish you could do that with text messages. Lately mm. I've I've had some falling through the cracks because I see it. And I can't respond right away. And I want to get back to it. And then I just... And
1: then you forget.
0: Forget. Yeah. Pandemic this brain like just a, sort of like, it's hard to keep up with stuff. No,
1: that's like a plague in my life of like, I see a text, I know I want to respond, and then I don't do it right then and there. And then three years go by and the person doesn't Pants is no you. longer with us. Now you know how milk <laughs>
2: makeup feels when they get those DMs from you. They're like, shit. They like. may too. They meant to, for sure. I They're look, waiting for me to die. There's there's that stupid like productivity advice. I don't know who it is, but it's like, if you can do something in less than five, because I'm the queen of like, I'll do that in a second. And it's just, it mm-hmm. never gets done. And then there's this pro tip. And it's like, if you can do something in less than five minutes, do it that minute. And it truly makes your life so much easier. I try it for a day. It's like, it will, you're like, oh, Why do I, why did I ever procrastinate? Things don't take that long.
0: Right. And I'm, but I'm even starting to think about like all the things. Usually I procrastinate because of anxiety, Mm. you know, usually I procrastinate. Can you explain that? Yes. I mean, I literally have a email drafted that I need Esther to give me some confidence to send because it's always just like overthinking and is this inappropriate Is this Mm -hmm. overreaching, you know, always sort of like recognizing that you, uh, so, okay, step back. Most of the work that we do requires collaboration. There's very, there are very few things that we can do alone. And so it's hard not to feel like when you're reaching out to someone, it's hard not to feel like you're asking for a handout or for a favor or for, you know, and even if it's a friend, like, Even asking people to come on my podcast has been a practice and sort of an exercise in being like, "No, you are first of all, you are friends with these people." Esther would love to come on your podcast, please. You know, yes, Um, which I
1: did, and which you did. It's already out by the time this is out, but everyone has to go take a listen now.
0: It's amazing, Um, but even still, it's like you sit there and you. Procrastinate waiting to send that text because you're like, is this inappropriate? Am I, you know, being that annoying person that's like, please read my script, please read my script? You know, like there are so many people in LA who are so, who have zero self awareness. Yes, there are. You know, and so having even a little bit of self awareness, it almost makes you, you're like, wait, am I that person? Am I crazy? You know, and then you so,
1: overthink.
0: Exactly, and that's usually what ends up happening for me with a lot of the things that go unsent or undone, is just this paralysis mm. of like, oh my gosh, how do I how do I get through this anxiety?
2: Mm, do you, yeah, paralysis analysis. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever heard that term?
0: Mm-hmm. Whenever yeah. I have to make
2: a big choice, that's what usually like trips me up, and I just like mm-hmm. can't make the choice, and I overthink it to death. Yes, I, yeah, I live in that it's space. Hu-
1: It's hard, but you know what, just like without knowing the specifics, but I'm sure I will uh, offline, but like you, this is the biggest lesson in like, that I've learned of just being in this field that we're all in is like, you have to ask and you have to put yourself out there and you have to be okay going on stage and bombing and sending the email and being rejected. like. You, but you got to and it's like i know clark you're not from la like i i always say like i f- i moved 2000 miles away from my family like i got to i got to keep trying you know yeah. like i have to do something i can't just sit here and not try so if that helps preemptively that that's just kind of where my mental state is at when i get these kinds of thoughts like you cuz it is like, it's so hard to ask people sometimes to be I on know. your podcast Ooh. And I've, I've I've been podcasting for like eight years, and it's still like scary to ask certain people because you're like, oh,
2: I'm, but you got to just ask because yeah, you, you got you have to. You Being have to told no is not the end of the world. Like that, it what's yeah. the worst they can say is no is such a reassuring phrase.
0: Yes, yes, but of course it's all wrapped up in all that like childhood development stuff and wanting to be accepted and wanting to be validated, which is like at the core you know, the reason why at least I'm in this, you know, there's, there's more on top of it, but there is that, that underlying need of like, please just love me. Please just clap for me. Dear God, you know, Except God, the yeah. concept. yes. As I've said to you, Esther, the concept of bombing. Ooh, Ooh. Even thinking about it, like, like I loved your, um, I loved your show. You did not bomb. You killed it at the live taping for Hot For My Name, which I was at and which I screamed and clapped loudly for.
1: I appreciate so much.
0: But comedy really stresses me out, both the concept of being a comedian on stage, but also being in the audience because I'm like, I'm so the people pleasing runs so deep that I'm like. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, even if it's not funny, I'm like, oh, everybody laugh, please get me out of this awkward situation. Like the secondhand embarrassment of someone else bombing is almost worse than bombing myself. Oh, you know, so it's like, ooh, I don't know how you do it.
1: That's really interesting. That's that's interesting and something that like you should. I want you to like look deeper into because I wonder what that's about and what overcoming that could really. Like, Unlock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's interesting because it is pe- – obviously, I mean, people-pleasiness is is a real thing. It's so – it's very common and, like, I think we all relate to that to a certain degree. Me, not as much. Um, I'm, <laughs> I wish I was a people-pleaser. <laughs> I'm – Sort of the opposite. I'm a people displeaser.
2: Caroline, stop. Do
1: you, Caroline? What do you really? What do you identify
2: as? Like, are you people pleasy? Um. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm a people pleaser. Like, I just grew up in a like a conflict. I grew up in a conflicted childhood home. So Mm. I like can really. I I think that I respond to. Conf I can, I don't know. I think that I like try to move through conflict with humor and just, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, people pleasing guilt also is like that. That's my Uh, that, that to me, that's my kryptonite guilt guilt. being guilted, making myself feel guilty. I put so much on myself and I feel so guilty. I, I per- think that I'm letting people down and like doing something horrible and people don't care and like are okay if you say like you, y- you have to take time for yourself or you can't do what you think that they, they need you to do. You know, I don't know. Right. I'm a big, I'm a guilt monster. People are much more understanding than we
1: give them credit for. And that I feel like applies 10,000 times more in the pandemic.
0: Yes, yeah, and it's sort of mutually um, beneficial in the sense that if they aren't the kind of people who are accepting or who understand, then it's like, oh right, we weren't actually friends to begin with. We don't really understand each other. We don't have the same values, you know. Um, and so it's like, yeah. oh right, thanks for thanks for showing. I mean, but that I think is part of why I just L A is such a different cultural language than any place I'd ever lived before moving here. And so it really does often have me a little bit off balance because I I sort of get the expectations of the East coast and certainly of the South or of New England. But, but frequently I find myself here being like, are we even speaking the same language? You know, like (laughs) we have a completely different set of, um, of values and what's important to us. And, um, Yeah. It's just sort of like those unspoken things that go on for a while and you're just like, oh, wait a minute. We do not want the same things at all. I'm being a little vague Mm -hmm. here because I I don't even really have a a specific example, but it's just sort of that like feeling of being off balance that I get when I'm out here. And so I'm always sort of second guessing. Is that Mm -hmm. the right move? Is that the right thing to do? I think it is. My instinct tells me it is. But... I don't know, maybe that's an East Coast thing, and maybe out here it would be considered too forward or too aggressive, you know?
2: I'm guilty of... Oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Is this an L.A. thing? I think it is. I'm pretty guilty of saying, like, we have to, like, if someone's, like, trying to hang out with me, and I'm like, yes, like... I have, and I have no intention of hanging out with them. I'm like busy every week till <laughs> so Sunday. Much. I hate this. This is an LA thing. You're right. I, I'm so 100%. busy. Like there's so many people that are like, we've got to hang out. Like we've got to go on a walk. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. And I'm just like, this will never happen. And I don't oh, know yeah, how sure. to put like I don't know how to let you down.
0: Yes. And then this I'm just is like, me
2: cringe. And I'm just like, <laughs> we. And and then and then of course I'm not even like a muted response. I'm like, yes. We have to. Yes. It's always like that. I'm like, we have to hang out. I'm like, I am dying. Like, we We have to hang out. Is this how our friendship started? No, (laughs) Esther, don't. It's not, it's it's like people that are so, also, like, wow, am I a bitch? Sometimes people ask me to hang out, and I'm like, are you crazy? Like what what gives you the right to even think that that was a possibility or an option for you? Like I, I I'm sorry if that sounds bitchy, but I'm like, I've got eight hundred jobs. Like yes, my time ta- no, Did you. you really think that I would be that giving with my time? Ta- like it's laughable. No, yeah, I know. The, we I should
0: know. hang out and it's like should we? I I <laughs> don't know what we would talk about. <laughs> Can it's, I
1: tell you a, a little bit different, but of the same culture is the, the, I miss you text mm. where it's like, okay, we'll do you. Cause it's like, then ask me to hang out. Like, right. not that I want you to, but it's just like, I, <laughs> why, why are you saying I miss you? What is that? Do you really, why miss yeah. you? A lot of
0: yous. I mean, I will say yeah. I'm guilty. I'm guilty of I'm that guilty. one time. Our, we all are. We're all One time. Guilty. my I'm just like so needy and (laughs) desperate for attention and validation. But one time we were at um, David Hall and I were at Vela's taping for a pilot that she was doing. Um, And literally I said, we were hanging out. I was giving him a hug and I was like, I miss you. And he goes, I'm right here. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why do you miss me? We've been hanging out for three hours, and I'm looking you dead in the face. What do you mean you miss me?
2: Oh, my God.
1: That is the difference between healthy, well-adjusted person, David yep. Hall, yep. and you. Because yeah. <laughs> like, I say that to my fiance all the time, and he says the exact same thing. He says, yeah. I'm right here. Yep. I don't know. He's like, I don't know what you mean. I'm right here. <laughs> and I'm
2: like, I miss you, though. What's wrong with
0: us, Esther? What do we?
2: What do we think about the overuse I of, I love you? Just like, oh, love you so much. Like, I think there's something really sweet about, like, telling people, showing your appreciation and showing you care. But I find myself firing off I love yous to, like, strangers. Yeah. It's so, it's a little overused. Me too. It's kind of like. I try to hold, pull back on that. I
0: respect that, that you do that. I basically end every interview on my podcast, whether I know the person or not, by saying I love you. So <laughs> I think that gives you a, a sort of gauge at where sweet. I am with that.
2: I think it's sweet. Don't get me wrong. And like, it comes from a good yeah. place. But like, yeah, I, I've noticed that anytime anyone compliments me, I'm like, yeah. oh, I love you. Mike was like <laughs> dead eyed until that moment. I'm like, oh my God. I seriously love you. <laughs>
0: Oh, all right. I got to work. We got to work on ourselves. Yeah, we have things to improve on. There's always room for improvement.
1: But this is a great self-aware group that is down for that.
0: Perhaps too self-aware sometimes for me.
1: Speaking of self-aware. Yeah. Clark, I have... I have to be the um, stupid cis white woman, and I have to ask you questions. Ask I, me the I need questions?: you. Yes. OK, so I read a quote from you about how our culture is like seem, it's, it places an importance on masculine gay men and mm-hmm. not feminine gay men. Was and I thought teen that Vogue was article. I think it was. (laughs) and (laughs) I know my press. Congrats on being (laughs) in Teen Vogue. Literally would die. (laughs) Um, But I thought that was so interesting because it's something I just haven't thought about. And I kind of wanted to ask you, because I I haven't really heard uh, men refer to themselves as feminine. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about that and just I want to know what does that mean to you and... What is, I, I don't know, if you could just tell us about what it's like being a feminine man. Yeah.
0: Yes, please. I mean, this is, I would say, an ongoing journey for me because my concept of, first of all, the cultural conversation at large of late in the last year or two, especially, has fully, in my perspective, blown up the concept of masculine and fem- feminine. You know, what it means to be male, to be a man, or to be a woman, or to be female almost doesn't exist in my head anymore in the sense that wow. like what I used to ascribe to those identities um, just no longer works. We were given in sort of my upbringing, my early development in, you know, coming into consciousness in the early to mid aughts, a very strict sort of criteria for what makes a man and what makes a woman and what is masculine and what is feminine. And I think a lot of, you know, I I sort of have always identified as someone who's uh, in sort of between those spaces where I do find a connection to masculinity as well as a connection to femininity. And I feel them to be both strong within me. And what I've always wanted my work, because I do identify as male, what I've always wanted, to do with my existence in spaces, in the public, in my work, um, in the industry, is to sort of <clears throat> ask what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be masculine? And, you know, if you asked me 10 years ago, I would have said that instead of calling mm-hmm. myself feminine or embracing elements of femininity within me, I would have said, why can't masculine mean wearing makeup? why can't masculine mean wearing a dress or heels or um or pink i mean remember when that was a thing i just had this conversation yeah. with someone that I was interviewing for my podcast where you know remember in the mid aughts we called any man who had any vague interest in fashion metrosexual you know we were wow. so we're so like it was hard for us to even imagine that straight men could take um could take their appearance and their sort of like their sartorial expression seriously enough for them to still be considered heterosexual. We had to create a whole other category. Well, they're not gay, you know, we'll allow them to still not be gay, but we're also going to say they're not fully straight because they care that they're wearing Chelsea boots and it's 2006, you know, like (sighs) we've always had a very charged relationship with this kind of stuff because of the strict confines of the identity of heterosexuality especially having to exist within the binary and so for me I've just recently sort of been exploring you know I don't even know what it means to be a man anymore I don't know what it means to be a woman you know I don't know what any of these identities mean for anyone else I just know what they mean for me and I know you know sort of like how I feel when I wake up in the morning um But I also understand, and this is like the core work of my podcast, is that our lives exist both internally and externally. We have the chosen identity that we experience ourselves always in um, sometimes working together with, but sometimes in direct conflict with the perceived identity that we have by other people as we're walking around in the world. And so I try not to focus too much on the perceived side of that Mm. and just kind of drill down on the chosen part.
1: Wow! Wow! I really love that. I feel like I, I'm, I'm always learning so much from you. Like you're like my smart friend. No <laughs> offense, Caroline. <laughs> um, That's but great. But I just I related to that so hard too. Like the that you have who you are, and then who you're perce- who you are inside, and who you're perceived as. Mm-hmm. And I relate to that on even just like this most simplest scale of like. I have a round face and that mm-hmm. makes me look like really friendly and approachable mm-hmm. and like sweet, <laughs> but I'm actually kind of like kind of selfish and light.
2: Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and like, I, I don't know. It's it, I, that's just such a universal concept. Like yes. it doesn't matter what you, what you look like, who you are. Like that's such a universal concept and it's probably, I don't know. It's just, it's complicated.
0: So complicated, um, yeah. what does it what does gender mean to you guys?
2: You know, I all I can think ahead, about so. is like any problem or like any uh, I don't know, any problem like that heterosexual people have with gay people or like the s- spectrum of gender. I think it goes back to so much like dissatisfaction with themselves and like mm.
0: anger. Snap, snap, snap. Uh,
2: and, you know, I have to say like the heterosexual male in America like is in crisis. I'm Absolutely. not saying I'm not saying I'm not like this is not like I feel bad for heterosexual cis men. It's like there are no he- like think about it. Like th- the he- the idea of like heterosexuality and like the male like the what role models like do. Men like straight, like thinking like macho men like have anymore like that whole this the spectrum it's all in crisis. Like there was like John Wayne and like cowboys, and then it's like that is like the ideal that people like have in their head, but then like switch up to now and it's like man Judd Apatow like man boys who like don't have their life together. It's like I think the heterosexual male is in crisis and hates themselves and doesn't know where they fit into society. I mean, except they're like at the top sometimes, I guess. That they're would still work. there
0: for sure. They're but still yeah, there. I, I agree. They're like having a moment of exactly the same question. We're all forced to ask, like, what does it mean to be this box that I was assigned? And I was told, this is how I have to behave. This is how I'm supposed to exist in the world. You know, the, the rules that define, the heterosexual man are just as strict as the rules that define any other box that we're in, you know, and you cannot deviate even by a sort of like one small step off that straight and narrow path or you're immediately knocked out of the the identity of heterosexuality. I mean, if I can say something crazy, a little left field for people who aren't in this space, I would say it's pretty normal for anyone who's like dealing in gender conversations regularly, but I think the real problem is that the concept we're we're being forced to understand, and this is why it's always been fear of the other, fear of homosexuality, fear of, you know, any sort of group that has supremacy fears the moment that everyone who has been oppressed beneath them realizes that it was all fake. It was all made up. And... Mm-hmm. The concept of heterosexuality as a whole is directly um, is directly in conflict with this conversation about gender spectrum, gender identity, um, sexual orientation spectrum, because, heterosexuality exists in the binary. The definition of someone who is heterosexual is one who identifies as one gender, who is attracted to a person who identifies as the opposite gender. Okay, what does opposite mean on a spectrum? There is no opposite. You know, there are poles, there are places that you can exist on towards either end, but there is no binary opposite if there is, there are infinite identities, right? What is the opposite of one if there are infinite ways to identify. And that is the, that's the problem. Is like they can't exist in the, same, in the same conversation. They cancel each other out. And I think that is a big part of the crisis is where do we fit if this is how we've been told to identify? How, who am I if this main thing that has been driving me was always a myth or isn't really the best way to articulate how I actually feel in terms of my attraction to whomever, you know? Um, and that's, we're, we're reckoning with all of these things right now in the middle, in the middle of this pandemic. <laughs> we're being forced to really question who am I? What does it mean to be a person in this world? And also what does it mean going forward if I haven't been happy with the way that I've been existing in the world, you know?
2: Are you willing to change? Wow. What are you willing to do? to make your life better? Do you have, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. You're, you're dropping a lot right now. I know. I'm so
0: sorry. You know, I, I
2: I love, I live for this. You always
1: make me think and you're, I always trust you as a resource of like, you're just, I don't know if it's, you went to a good school. I don't know what (laughs) it is. (laughs) But Where did you learn so
2: good? I know. Well, I think it's really just because I have
0: so much time to think and I spent a lot of one year high so I sort of like I had a lot of moments of like what is life what is existence you know
1: well it just this 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 makes me think of so many things and I I don't remember why I talked about this recently it might have just been with some friends but like people are watch my stand-up and they're always like, You're so beautiful, I don't understand. Like how yeah. are you so self deprecating? Like why do you say you're fat and ugly? There? and I always like for years that would happen to me and I'd always be like, Why where's what's this disconnect? Like why is everyone telling me like that and I don't feel that way. And then I saw like people've been talking about the movie She's All That like online yeah. lately. <laughs> and you look at Rachel Lee Cook and you look at how stunning she's this beautiful petite brunette and she was ugly in the movie like that was the ugly girl and i'm like oh it's because i grew up in a time where if you didn't look exactly like pamela anderson you were ugly you were you were you were not hot and i'm like that's that's why i feel that way and i i I know it's not on the scale of i'm sure that like people of color experience because they're not even seeing their fucking skin color represented Mm -hmm. on on in film and whatever tv but like I, I don't know. I, I'm just so curious about this younger generation now that is growing up with like the gender conversation, not being as wacky as it was for us. And like yes. you said, and especially sexuality, like, I don't know. Cause I don't feel, I'm not the, I'm not a stereotypical like straight woman. Like what does mm-hmm. that even mean? I don't know what that is. And I don't know. I just love the way you make me think. And I'm, I, I don't have anything that smart to add, but I just oh, been stop. feeling it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I will shout out one person. I will shout out Alok Vaid Menon. Their Instagram is A-L-O-K-V Menon, I think. Um, and basically everything that I think about gender and that I've been saying is is like a paraphrase of many books that they're reading and writing and you know, people that they're talking with um, at length. So I encourage everyone to go. because because the other thing that cool. you start to get into when you when you really dig deep is you realize, just as you said, all of these things that were programmed into us were done so um, actively, and that they are also a direct um, outgrowth of white supremacy. I mean, it all ties back to the same. The same thing, I mean, race, class, gender, it's all connected and it's all about control. And I think we're, what's beautiful about that younger generation, you know, I think it was in Slate where they were saying only 45% of Gen Z, based on this survey that they did. Um, identified as heterosexual hmm. over half wow. of Gen Z was projected to identify as that doesn't mean they're all gay obviously, but like pan by, um, you know, demisexual, any number of d- d- identities that are not specifically heterosexual. And it just shows that when you're not actively programming people to believe that they have to be a certain way, they tend to express themselves in a variety of ways rather than just one or the other.
1: Yeah, that's cool. And I'm that, yeah, I, I've talked about this. I talk about this not too frequently, but like growing up, I, I, experimented sexually with other little girls (laughs) and my friends do my adult friends do still make fun of me for it and (laughs) say that I was grooming little girls but I also was a little girl so it's okay Um, but I do remember and this is so it's a horrible thing but I remember thinking oh my god I'm gay and if everyone in my school finds out I'm gay I'm gonna have to kill myself Mm -hmm. and that's crazy that's yeah. bad that's really serious yes and that that was me and i can't believe it
0: and that thought that's didn't so come sad. from nowhere it was planted in your mind
1: i don't know how but i knew that i felt that if i was gay and people found out i would have to kill myself like that's yeah. so cr- it's really sad i don't know yeah it's sad it's crazy so that's cool. <laughs> oh
0: Thanks for asking that question because I love you know I love to take a mic. <laughs> Honey, give her a mic and she will talk. Take did a you mic. For, Did you see my portion of the um crazy ex girlfriend reunion?
1: I missed it. I'm they were running late, so behind. How did it go?
0: It was good. I'll send you a link. Um there's this really funny video. Like they they put videos up of all of us afterwards, sort of like one video from each crew. And you know, they're all like silly and funny. And of course my video is the one where I talk about systemic racism in the (laughs) entertainment industry.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. And Bella's like
0: snapping and Rachel's like, mmm, yes. They're all like, yes, yes. And I'm just going on and on and on.
1: Um, So so yeah, she loves
0: (laughs) the (laughs) soapbox.
2: be totally inappropriate if I asked you to drop your (laughs) hair routine
0: oh my gosh well this I mean I know you've been
2: waiting I have so
0: this not only like it's perfect today like the curls are popping today
2: the structural integrity right right now the the curl definition the buoyancy like the what I see before me has me speechless
0: Oh thank you. And they're shiny too well hydrated. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm giving you full black alia Shacott over here, okay? <laughs> I'm just waiting oh! for my Brad Pitt scandal, my dating Brad Pitt press. <laughs> oh,
2: uh, oh head yourself over to Los Villas. you never know what might happen
0: you know get wrapped um, up
2: in a love triangle.
0: <laughs> I would love nothing more truly. Uh, so the 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 funny thing about the hair is that it is a is fully a, a quarantine discovery and revolution I've always worn it straight for many many years and um this sort of secret behind that is just that I I'm I do not do my own hair I am not a hairstylist I am not a I don't find it to be fun I don't find it to be like a thing that I enjoy experimenting with in fact I'm very much like I find one thing that works and then I just replicate it over and over again so historically what I was doing and what I did for crazy X was I was just getting my hair done basically whenever I had production. So whenever I was going to an event or going to work, I was on sort of like a every other week schedule of going to the salon, getting a blowout, getting it pressed. And it was so easy because I just had to maintain it in the in between time. I didn't have to do any care. Like my stylist, Xavier Westbrook was doing all of that. Well, obviously once we could no longer go to salons, I had to figure out how do I do it myself? And, and it became a part of this, you know, to borrow the, the title of this podcast, my glow up, because mm-hmm. it was a, an embrace of myself. It was recognizing I, what do I want to be doing in quarantine? I do not want to be sitting around my house, flat ironing my hair all day long. Mm-hmm to like march to bad results, I wouldn't be able to get it to the quality that I would want it to be anyway. Um, and then also like, what does that say about me that I'm spending, in order to have the hair that I want, I'm spending hours and hours and hours of my time changing it from its natural texture into something else, just so I can get on a Zoom, just so I can feel presentable, just so I can feel like I can take a picture for Instagram. F and that. so- I, ex- I started to explore this natural hair. I mean, it was always natural. I was never getting a perm or a Brazilian or anything, but sort of like explore the curly. The funny thing is this is actually more work than the straight hair is because it's like hydration and it's care <laughs> yeah. and it's all of this stuff. But it's something I can at least do myself mm. to results that I'm happy with. So... You know, we're, we're washing. We have a sulfate-free shampoo mm. and conditioner mm. that Vella actually bought for me. It's from Vella Lavelle, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, co-star. It's oh, from Pattern Beauty, which is Tracy Ellis Ooh. Ross's company.
1: Wow. We're really... Mm -hmm. how are those products
0: so good i mean i love the the this shampoo is is good but i really love everyone loves the conditioner the heavy conditioner it comes out like this thick paste it's like Mm. it hits your hand and it it's the it's so thick that if it if it hit your hand and if it yeah hit your hand and fell off there'd be no residue on your hand it's like that thick okay And you work it through and you just kind of leave it in for a while. And it hydrates Mm. so well. Mm. And then you wash it out. And then you get, I like to do a mask once a week for repair. And um, you leave that in for a while and then wash Mm. that out. And then you do a leave-in conditioner. She makes a good one. I also like to use Cantu leave-in conditioner. And then you do a coconut cream, always coconut for me. Um, and that's what sort of like coconut defining cream. I wrap them in little curlers at night, leave it overnight, sleep with it. Wait a second.
2: Like those soft, like foamy kind of curler things. Mm -hmm. Those are magical. Those are so, wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. Every night.
0: Uh, well, basically it depends. So like if I want them to be this kind of definition, if I want, you know, as good as possible then I'll do it the night before yeah if I'm not going to be on camera if I'm not really worried about like it being a little bit messy or a little bit wilder I'll just sort of like wrap this like for tonight I'll probably wrap this in my normal scarf and just whatever we get tomorrow is what we get mm. um but m- but many nights yes and then there's also a wash and go option where I have Tracy Ellis Ross her company pattern also makes a brush mm. that enhances the curl because of the way that it's shaped. Mm. So you put the creams in, you put the conditioner in, and then you brush it out, and it sort of like curls it, and then you can do a wash and go. So that's sort of for the off days. And that's less defined, but it's you know it's sort of like a easy thing to do every morning.
2: I can't believe you taught yourself all of this.
0: I can't say I taught myself. I have to shout out my sister who... Went on this natural journey before my sister Mackenzie. She helped quite a bit, and also YouTube tutorials helped quite mm, a yes. bit. Yes, and some I follow some natural hair accounts on Instagram now. Drop the and ads. Those help. Yeah, at Natural Eight is one of them. Nice. And um, I think her name is Chrissy Curl, Curly Chrissy, something like that. Curl Chrissy, Chrissy Curl, something like that.
2: Isn't there? Isn't it just amazing? Not to say the most grandma thing ever that anything (laughs) you want to learn, you want to teach yourself. It's all (laughs) available. All I'm saying, look, bear with me, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm just, I may be just Grandma Caroline, but in all seriousness, it blows my mind that you could just learn anything you want, and there are subcultures and Instagrams and like people that can teach you everything upside, downside, backwards.
0: Mm-hmm. It's all right there.
2: You can even learn about beauty
1: and wellness from two Jewish... Trolls. ...short
0: women. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, God. Not trolls.
0: Wait, Caroline, are you wearing an oat milk princess T-shirt?
2: Well, I. Ha- you know who makes this T-shirt. It's Esther. It's Esther. Yeah. It's the famous... It's a famous oat milk princess. I love
0: that. Shout out. Look at that. Friends oh who my wear God. friends swag. Yeah. Caroline, I mean, it looks
1: so good on your big breasts. It
0: really does. And that, <laughs> that forest green, that hunter green. I,
1: lo- I love, love a forest hunter Me green. Too. Breasts now, by, Clark.
2: breasts by oat milk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Clark, you, we have to just touch base on this because you are like my coffee guru icon. Oh. Like, he is the reason that I started obsessing over Bluestone Lane oat milk lattes. No. <laughs> yeah, he told me we were talking about coffee shops one day and oat milk lattes and stuff, and he's like, You should go to Bluestone Lane. I'm like, I went, I didn't like what I got. He's like, You should really try again. And I was like, Okay. I was like, he seems like Clark seemed like I could just tell from that conversation, like he was bougie enough that like I need to kind of I need <laughs> wow. to do what he said. And it changed and my fucking it's ch- oh my god!
2: It changed my life. I, mean, I wonder every day. Personality now. Blue Stone Oat oh Milk Latte. I remember. I pers- watched
0: it happen.
2: Wait a and second. second. I mean, so, what did you get before, and what did Clark tell you to get?
1: I was just really stupid, and when I went to Bluestone Lane, I was kind of in a matcha mode, and I got their matcha latte, and it was, I will say, awful. It was so yeah. awful that I was like, I'm done <laughs> with this establishment. I don't even oh, want Esther. anything to do with them. Even though Caroline, you and I did go to Blue Stone Lane in, in New York. That one that was our first real time there. We were there in New York, it was before we knew what it was. But then Clark told me like no, go, their coffee is really good.
0: It's the Victoria and- Beans. It's always the beans.
1: Mm. What does that mean? Victoria Australia? I think
0: it's an Australian brand. I mean, I know they are an Australian company. I think Victoria Coffee... I'm fully pulling this out of my ass, so please fact check it. Pull away. um, (laughs) I think it's an Australian company... But yeah, they're called Victoria beans and they sell them at, I think they might sell them at Huckleberry as well in Santa Monica. They're sort of, you know, they use them at various places, but that's why I knew you had to go try again because it's all about those beans. I mean, that espresso is smooth, Mm. it's chocolatey, it's warm, it's not bright. I don't like a bright bean.
1: It's not bitter. Right. I, Esther, it, it, question mark. <laughs> Just like it's it's Clark, tell round. me if I'm saying it wrong. No, exactly
0: right. Yes. It's, it's not
1: bitter. Clark, what are you doing for coffee right now? Yes.
0: It's so funny you would ask this, and this is such a perfect pairing for your episode of the podcast, of my podcast, because literally this is what my entire intro was for you about how you are a coffee connoisseur, the oat milk princess. Yes, um, she is. I, as I said on the podcast, I'll say it again here. I have been having a complicated relationship with coffee. I was drinking a ton of it in the early part of quarantine. Like I was going to Trader Joe's, getting that can of medium roast beans and drinking like, Oh, Caroline, I literally thought you were frozen because you were, like, the jaw drop was so full out. I was like, oh, no. Full
2: out. I've just been like, I- I'm full just out. nervous for where this is going to go. She
0: shook. Yeah, I was nervous, too. And let me tell you, it's a ride. So basically, I was making a full French press, which was like four or five cups of coffee. That's a lot. Every day. And I was drinking it every uh, day.
2: That'll put some strain on the heart.
0: Yes, and the colon, if I You know I
2: what? You know what? Okay, I knew that we were going to go here. I didn't know mm-hmm. why. I didn't know how. <laughs> but can I just say, yeah, when you're in quarantine and you're up to three cups, like, some things will start to happen that yes. are not good. Questionable What are you guys talking things? about? My poop, like, is coming out so fast and so crazy that it's, I'm like, it didn't even get digested. I'm like, it's just right. coffee.
0: Right. It's just going right through you.
2: It's a nightmare.
0: And... I sort of was feeling crazy. I mean, I was feeling like I was feeling like I was coked out in the morning, which was great because I could pound (laughs) through these emails, pound through whatever (laughs) I was writing, you know, just like get my shit done. But then I would crash at like 2, 3 p.m. and need a nap in the afternoon just to get through the rest of the day. And so, and also, I was. This is how many beans I was. I was basically going through oh a no. can of beans a week. No, one of those five dollar cans of beans oh a no. week. People go through that in like a month. I was going through oh them in God. a week. Okay.
2: What if you got a mini, a tiny French press, to kind of I, like well, stop yourself? And then I
0: would just make more. I would have just <laughs> made two. You know, like. So I, I. So this is the scary part. Are you ready? I went cold turkey.
2: Oh. Uh, what?
0: No. I went cold what? Turkey from maybe May oh. to what month are we now? September. Maybe August. Mid mid-August. Mid What mid
1: happened? August.
0: I honestly I thought it was gonna be a lot worse than it was. I was fine. I didn't have any withdrawals. I I, I was sluggish that first week, but then I started to be like more even throughout. I will say I didn't have the highs though, so life was a mm. little bit less exciting. A little, yeah. less, little
2: less bright to, par- yeah. to borrow your. Little- Which is a little
0: sad, but you know, I mean, going back to that procrastinating of sending an e- email, it's so much easier for me to make a bold move on four cups of coffee than when I'm just sort of like mellow yellow, you know?
2: Yeah, raw dog in it.
0: Yeah, and so I have come back around. I did. I had a matcha journey oh. for a while.
2: Welcome and
0: back. And now I've been doing. I've been back to my oat milk lattes. I had one today Yay. in honor of Esther.
2: And when you Yay. say an oat milk latte, so are you doing your French press, and then mixing that like half and half with hot oat milk?
0: Drip? No. So <laughs> no. this yeah. is also part of my quarantine journey. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. So. <laughs> This is also part of my quarantine journey. I've now gotten to the point where I'm a little bit comfortable existing in the world safely. Me too. So Me too. now I'm going back to coffee shops. Now I go to my... Yay. I use it as an opportunity both to support a local business and also to get out. You know, go for a little yes. walk. I walk down this little alley right here down to my local coffee shop, nice. Alana's. Or I'll walk the other direction down to Deus in Venice. My other, my favorite one, but it's a little nice. bit farther. Nice. Um, that's the suspense.
1: That's the suspense. Yeah, wait. What are you, are you, were you about to tell us what you get? Or I need a little bit of details on your favorite spot.
0: Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, it's basically the same. I will either get a hot oat milk latte or an mm. iced oat milk latte, depending on the weather.
2: Easy. Okay. As you
0: can imagine. Um, I have <laughs> occasionally, like, played with the cold brew from time to time. Mm. But that just gets me so jacked up. In a bad way. Yeah. It's a high and then a crash.
2: Too much.
0: You know? So. Oh, my
2: God. It's like
0: diesel fuel. It really is, which can, which can be good. There's a place for that, for There's sure. There's a time and a place. There's a time and a, a place. There's a time and a place, yes. If, um. we ever
1: do, if we ever do another Crazy Ex-Girlfriend live rehearsal day, a cold brew could work.
0: Yes, we need that <laughs> for that. I was doing cold brew during that time, yes.
2: Oh, wow.
0: And also, that's why, I mean, I'm so glad you brought up Bluestone Lane. What a blast Mm -hmm. from the past. I no longer live in that house that I was living in when I was doing, when we were doing Crazy X. And so we shot, I mean, for, I don't know if this is interesting at all to anybody, but we shot in North Hollywood and I lived in West Adams. So the way I would go is up La Brea. Here's a conversation for Californians only. I would go up La Brea to the 101 and then sort of like over and, you know, like 101, all that stuff. And Bluestone Lane is on La Brea. So I would go, or there is one. So I would always just sort of like leave a little bit early, stop at Bluestone Lane on the way. Um, And I love it, but that's why I was sort of in the Bluestone Lane place at that time. It was the bougiest option on the way to set.
1: What a a luxurious treat to... No greater memory in my Hollywood career than that I look on more fondly than picking up a leisurely oat milk latte on the
2: way to a gig. <laughs> when you when you can pull you know, that off, you know you got the money coming in. Ooh,
0: yeah, you know you can <laughs> afford you, it. You're
2: you like, deserve it. This is an investment in that check.
0: Oh I'll yeah. be yes.
2: Better able to perform. It is mm. the so the best entitlement. Really. The entitlement. <laughs> With which yes, I get a coffee it. on the way to a paid job. Ooh, I'm just like, different. try to stop me. Try mm-hmm. to stop me.
0: No. That's
2: right. It feels oh, so good. And I will say the flip side of that is when you don't have a job and you get a coffee, you are like, I hate myself.
0: Oh, you feel it.
2: I'm like, what am I doing oh. right now? Am I like, getting like an 11 a.m. coffee? I have no job. Like, fuck <laughs> you. you. Feel it.
0: I literally had the thought today of like, okay, if I'm getting a $6 latte four times a week that's $24 uh, a week oops. if i'm getting one, four a week every month that's a $100 latte budget a month that is a $1200 latte budget a year
1: and that's not even every day
0: that's that's only four a week
1: that's a reasonable a Ma- That's a reasonable latte budget mm-hmm.
2: it's yeah no mm. i know it's well that's dude, enough to make you think <laughs> Clark, get get the fucking espresso machine that Esther made me get.
0: Well, uh, is it the same one that she has?
2: Yeah. Yeah, the Breville Barista Express.
0: Mm, Okay. Drop the link.
1: <laughs> Drop that promo
2: code, bitch.
1: Wish I had wish I was affiliated, uh, would do anything, would quit stand-up in order to do so. But um,
2: Esther, but yeah, no. it's been years. What have you been doing? You're like, I'm door-to-door selling Brevils now and I've never been happier. <laughs> Oh god.
0: Hawking um, cappuccino makers.
2: Oh god. Yeah. It's Esther's dream life.
0: Have you I've, watched the five minute Instagram TV video that of Esther making a latte?
2: Clark, I live it. Oh my god. Every <laughs> I have to hear about it. I live it. I don't need to see I, live I don't it. I don't need to see the greatest hits. Like I'm getting it quite plenty, don't you worry.
0: It was Poor worth Caroline. every second watching that five minutes, let me tell you.
2: I got it, I'll Clark. watch it.
1: I love you. You, you, are, you are my soulmate. I'll
0: say it. I'll say it loud I and proud. I love you. I love you, and I miss you, and do I, you love me? I, do I, I you let's hang out me. right Clark, now. We have, to, we have to hang out. We should. We, we should. Have to. We should really hang out. We must. We totally have um,
1: to. You guys, I feel like I could talk to these self-aware adults forever. Forever. But our, our, our time has come to an end, and I, I just feel like... God, we co- I feel like we covered more in this episode than we've like ever covered before. I feel like we got there's so much juicy, intelligent oh, yeah. information here. Coff- Am coffee? I crazy? Coffee, no, gender
2: identity, hair, hair.
0: Honey, that is my brain space. I live in the high low. Okay, we can Young we can cheeks. talk about. <laughs> Intellectualism. We can talk about Ooh. selling Sunset. We can talk about anything you want to talk about. Okay. Oh,
2: can you come <laughs> back on and can we talk about Christine and Chriselle and the gang? I
0: have thoughts. Yes, absolutely.
2: Uh, I froze, uh, but I'm here. What? You
0: have- oh, I said has I have thoughts, thoughts.
2: thoughts on Selling Sunset. Okay, Esther, you okay. haven't watched,
1: right? No, my parents weirdly have been telling me to watch, but yeah, because
0: they oh, have taste. Mm. It is wild. I mean, it is like such a sociological study of everything that was wrong with America right before the pandemic.
2: That's right. (laughs) That's exactly right. I can't stomach uh, that.
0: Oh, it's a lot. And I watched every episode in three days. So
2: there's one thing wrong with America and that's (laughs) Davina.
0: Oh, my God. What the fuck is wrong with Davina?
2: I fucking don't. Like her energy. Um, I tried to put that in a really as kind of a way as I could.
0: I know, it is just, it is really off-putting.
2: Who's the woman who's always late, whose husband went missing? I know. Mike, your personality. That's me. (laughs) Your personality can't, Amanda, your personality can't be being late for work. Like, it's not appropriate.
0: Literally that, and also, like, producers, why would you make a show with no black people, and then you get one black girl, and her entire storyline is that she's always late? Like, it's
2: not great. come it's on! It's not okay. great.
0: They're, you know, they're all late always. Okay, Christine, there's no way Christine. There's no way, is Christine on time is showing to up anything. on time. Okay, like she's turning Gosh. out full looks. She's been sitting in hair and makeup for hours. There is no way she's on time anywhere.
2: Wearing a forty-pound ponytail. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. As you can see, I have thoughts.
2: Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> and I have to say, I'll leave it at this. But I find myself like against all odds. Against my better judgment, I'm a fan of Chris
0: Mm. And I don't... I, oh, I Chris Shell is her the one who's, who on, was
1: born in the Shell gas station, and that's yep. amazing. And her
0: mother was helped by a name, man named Chris, which is why Beautiful. her name is Chris Shell. Mm-hmm. Wait, Formerly I didn't know this. Oh, yeah. It was like an, a talking point on Justin's press tour for season three of This Is Us.
2: And then he dumped her after using her story? Yeah. That's how but, it works. That's, as,
0: that's as Davina would say, there's two sides to every story. <laughs> as
2: Davina would say, there's two sides to every story. Like, I didn't oh. hear you speak I know, up. right,
0: right? Two sides, two sides, to every, right? I mean, <laughs> I right.
2: You're not going to sell the $100 million house. It's never going to happen.
0: <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. Gosh. I will, I will say, I that? want to see Chris in a holiday, a Netflix holiday movie.
2: Oh, yeah. Let's make that She's happen. She's the Come perfect on.
0: protagonist for that, I know. like, a Vanessa Hudgens Christmas sequel. You I know? need a
2: Chriselle Vanessa Hudgens vehicle stat.
0: Yes, we need it now.
2: <laughs> like the a christmas gift spirit or something mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah
2: like oh my holiday God. holiday mix up sorry okay we
1: sounds <laughs> like there's going to be pitch. a really <laughs> awesome episode of soul bomb featuring caroline goldfarb
0: oh hell uh, yeah and uh, it will all I'm be wrong? pitches oh for kels's netflix movie um, an hour um, of pitches <laughs>
2: <laughs> you guys it's a dream Shh. Sh- Sh-
1: shut up (laughs) done with you both forever no I'm just kidding um you guys I have to go but I think you guys should possibly move in with each other and I'm gonna I'm gonna live in the walls um but Clark, I want everyone to follow you on yes. Instagram and to watch. Or I'm sorry, to listen to and subscribe to Soul Balm, which you have so many incredible guests on. And I do feel that there will be a Caroline episode coming up, so I'm excited for that. Poor and Clark getting pushed on the Caroline
2: angle so hard. No
0: pushing at all. We'll make it happen.
2: Um, uh, so yeah. But, where Where do we find you? What's your Instagram?
0: Mr. Clark Moore. Yeah, on all platforms. And Soul Bomb by Clark Moore is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I love it. Yay. Well, thank you so much for thank being you, here Clark. with us. And thank you for listening. And I can't wait to have you back on and learn more Of course! From you.
0: Thank you for having me. Truly my treat. And Yay. thanks, Gloomies. Love you guys.
2: Bye, Bye guys. Clark. Bye. Bye.